0: hey we're, welcome back to worship and warfare I'm your host Jacob Arnett and we have been examining what it means to live a life of worship and and to live a life of warfare and how the two terms and the two ideas they overlap quite a bit more than than we, we might realize sometime because um, if you remember back to the first episode, the whole idea is this battle for our worship, either to God or some sort of idol or or preoccupation that has our attention rather than God, and, and the battle that we rage because of that. And so this week, we're looking at identifying our allies or our friends and our enemies or the people that might not be actively trying to tear us down, but the people that are f- Certainly not building us up. And I, I've realized that sometimes we can learn quite a bit from each side of these relationships, from our friends and our allies or the, the enemies or the adversaries. I think there's quite a bit to be said about these relationships in the Bible. I mean, there's, there's countless, almost countless examples of friends or even associates or friendly associates Enemies and, and people that are really just almost caught in the crossfire that we see in these relationships. I mean, I do want to make a quick point to clarify that, that nobody can really ever touch the importance of Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit and the Father of our, of our triune God living inside of us, fighting our battles for us. Nobody can ever take that place, especially of the, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the one that is called alongside us, and the the advocate and the friend that that he is, especially when it comes to our worship and our warfare, the the whole idea of God living and breathing inside of us is always paramount, and and no friendship can really touch that. Um, I mean, he's he's always the trump card, always always our strong tower. He's our source of life and strength. I mean, God is really really paramount through all of this. However, I've, I've realized that sometimes I've found God's voice or direction or, or just gentle, gentle love, not from within me or just from reading my Bible, but from someone else. From someone else living a holy life with the Holy Spirit, with God, all of these things through them speaking words of love and, and good correction and speaking life into me. And those are the people that we're really looking for, the ones that, that, like the Holy Spirit, have joined us, have come alongside of us in our life. And so today, we're going to take a quick look at two verses. They're both in Proverbs. Um, Proverbs is full of great snippets and great, great themes about relationships and friendships, but we're just going to focus on two that really kind of pertain to what we're talking about and our spiritual worship and warfare. So, in Proverbs twelve twenty six, it says, "One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray." And this can also be read that the the righteous, I'm sorry, the righteous chooses his friends carefully. Um, so, one who is righteous is a guide to his friend, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And so here we we really kind of see two sides of the same coin. A friend, a righteous friend at that, is going to lead and live a righteous life before the Lord. And and we can look up to to God, we can look to our friend, because our friend is going to point to God. Our friend is also going to be striving and and seeking the the face and the presence of Jesus, just like we are. And a, a wicked friend or an enemy for this instance, they're they're gonna try and take our focus off of the Lord, and and I mean it says lead them astray any any path any direction that that we go because of this person that isn't holy, not the person the, the path that we're talking about is gonna lead us astray. It's gonna take our focus off of God and onto something else, and I mean there's there's plenty of different avenues that we could go. I mean wickedness could be something simple as Stealing a candy bar from the store, stealing somebody's car, Uh, maybe somebody has influenced you to maybe not watch what you're actually saying, maybe you're cursing more, or maybe even not the words themselves, but the heart posture that you have, it's it's twisted, it's warped to where your words don't mean what they should, or, or they don't mean what you want them to mean. All of these things are are wicked before the Lord, especially things like lying. God really hates lying. He hates it. Uh, So things like that, topically anyways, are are part of the idea of someone that would lead you astray. Whereas on the flip side again, the righteous friend is going to help keep you on the path, the narrow path, walking towards Jesus, with Jesus, all of these things so that here and now, you have Jesus. And I I know this is a bit ambiguous and subjective, talking about friends and and neighbors and wicked people and whatnot, but I really think that all relationships are a bit ambiguous. All relationships are obviously subjective because they're pertaining to you, the individual. That being said, I, I think the key to proper discernment is... Absolutely reading and, and knowing the word, listening to, to God's voice and his counsel when it comes to the people in your life, and actually heeding those voices, heeding those words of wisdom whenever it's blatant, whenever it's more of just a little nudge, but being almost hyper aware of who is and who is not for you. Um, I, I mean, I think you have to weigh your relationships. And explore the directions that you're heading. Um, I mean, are they are they helping you focus on the Father or on literally anything else? And what do you do with that? I mean, I've I've had friends, I've had dear friends that I loved hanging out. I I loved them. I still I still do to some extent. But there came a point when I realized, man, they're not they're not helping me push forward. And maybe not even in in the Lord. Maybe they're just holding me back in my life, in my decisions. Am I going to go this way or that way, or am I going to stay here stuck like my friends? Um, and and realizing that and saying, you know, I love you guys, but I have to I have to move this way. And sometimes those conversations were easy because they were already almost thinking the same thing. And sometimes they were they were quite a bit harder when I had to really have a hard conversation and say, hey, what you're doing, I, I, can't, I can't back that, and then we had to part our ways, and of course, I've had great friends that have come into my life, I mean, I think of one, um, his name is Chris Norman, and I met him a few years ago, and we bonded over a bonfire, of all things, because we're, we're certainly fans of fire, and that, that moment changed our lives. I mean he's he's one of the guys that I can really count as a brother. Yeah, Chris Chris definitely fits that bill for me. Um he's he's goofy like me, he's definitely got a, a fun spunk. Um yeah, Chris definitely fits that category, not just because he's fun to hang out with and he's he's just a fun guy to be with, but because I know and I can recognize that he's pushing forward in the Lord. That he, he is in his Bible, maybe not daily, but he is reading it. He is soaking it up. He's letting the, the words of life really permeate his soul. He's feasting on that bread and he, he's he's finding ways to let that out. He's part of the men's ministry, he's part of the, the coffee cafe ministry and he's he's finding ways to help bless other people. And that, that shows me that he's maturing in the Lord, that he's not just taking what he has and, and hiding it, but he's taking it, he's investing it, he's investing it in the kingdom, and people, all of these things show me that he is somebody that is a righteous friend to me, a righteous guide to me, for a, a variety of reasons. And then the, the second verse, it's it's pretty similar, just a, a little different wording in Proverbs 18:24, it says, "There are friends in quotes, friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother." Um, I, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory, especially when we when we really hone in on the word "destroy." Um, I, I mean, obviously there's destruction, tearing each other down, all sorts of carnage things that we can go with that. Um, but I think I think back to high school. And all the people in my life that I thought were my friends, but really were just drama sponges. I mean, they could stub their nail or stub their their toe on a nail and the world was just going to end. And people like that, just very drama-fueled, very controversy-fueled, very polarizing people, I I have found, are the ones that are likely to destroy each other. Because if, if you don't line up with what I'm believing or what I want right in this moment, well, then you're you're dead to me, baby. But a, a real friend, it says a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Um, and I, again, I can really understand that when I look at a relationship in my life with someone that I really do count as a brother. His name is Blayton. And Blayton and I have been... Best buds basically since kindergarten. It's been a long time. And just through the years, we've, we've just grown closer. I mean, I, I have scars on my legs from some of our misadventures, uh, but he's one that I, I I don't call him my best friend. I, I call him my brother. When I say, hey, I'm going to talk to Blayton, people understand I'm, I'm talking to my brother. And I th- again, he's one that I love to be with love to hang out with love to be goofy with but when i'm with him i feel like i'm being built up i feel like my my soul my spirit has tapped into something almost divine because of because of blatant so all, all of these things are are definitely supposed to be looked at through the lens of of scripture of with the holy spirit but i'm, I'm telling you if you look at your relationships and you think about them with, with the idea of are they my ally or them my enemy? Are they my friend or somebody that isn't pushing me forward or, or lifting me up in my dark times? Who are these people and how do I move forward with them? I mean, I'm sure some people in your life are just work friends where you go to work you hang out you do your job and you go home and you don't really think about it i I think they fit almost in the associate category because you don't unless you're investing in their life or they're investing in your your life they don't hold any clout either way really unless they're obviously full of drama but the people that are in your life that have invested in you or that you have invested in them or, or maybe it's a mutual investment in each other those relationships you have to examine them and then make a hard decision on is this somebody that i can continue to be around or is it someone that i really just have to have a hard conversation and say hey look i listen i, I love you but either you have to you you need to do these things because what they're doing is not good or i won't be able to hang out near as much so that's a, that's a conversation for you and God. So anyways, that's allies and enemies. Um, I know it's a more of a topical a glance at these things. Um, we might jump in a little, little deeper later on as this podcast grows a little bit, hopefully. But for right now, just think about them. Let them, let them mull around in the back of your brain. And to do it with the Holy Spirit, with God as you examine these relationships because if not then you might still be wondering who is actually for me and who is actually against me so as a brief recap this is jacob with worship and warfare and allies and enemies and how to identify them and what to do with with the conversations that you might need to have with them so that you are surrounded and full of people in your life that want to see you succeed And succeed in the Lord because that's what it's all about.